Well, hey there. Good afternoon, skinny peeps. Welcome to your weekly Skinny with Jesus. My name is Seven Caramello, and today is October 17th, 2017. We are headed into our third week today in our new series called Interrupted, and we are uh, looking at lives in the Bible who were drastically interrupted, and we are trying to look for the ways that uh, we can see where God actually intervened and then used it for good. Okay, so the last two weeks we were in the book of Jonah, and today we are going to be moving into the book of Daniel, okay? So if you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the book of Daniel chapter 1, okay, so that we can get a little bit of background here. We're going to be doing most of our message in chapter 2, but I want us just to read a little bit about what has happened in the lives of Daniel and his friends so that we can just see how drastically they were interrupted. So I'm going to read for us verses 1 through 6. If you have your Bibles, you can read along with me. If not, or if you're driving while you're listening to this call, then um, just listen up. I'll read it for us. All right. Daniel chapter 1, verse 1 starts like this. It says, in the third year of the reign of, I'm going to say it wrong, Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord delivered Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, along with some of the articles from the temple of God. These he carried off to the temple of his God in Babylonia and put the treasure uh, and put in the treasure house of his God. Then the king ordered Ashpenaz, chief of his court officials, to bring in some of the Israelites from the royal family and the nobility, young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand, and qualified to serve in the king's palace. He was to teach them the language and literature of the Babylonians. The king assigned them a daily amount of food and wine from the king's table. They were to be trained for three years, and after that they were to enter the king's service. Among these were some from Judah, Daniel, Hananiah, Michelle, and Azariah. All right, let's stop right there. So here we see the lives of these young men definitely interrupted, right? If we look back at verses 3 and 4, it says, Young men without any physical defect, handsome, showing aptitude for every kind of learning, well-informed, quick to understand. You guys, these were the best of the best. They were sharp, young, handsome men from, it also says, royal family and the nobility. So they were, these were wealthy, good-looking, probably teenage boys. And they were literally dragged from their homes to a foreign country and made into slaves. They were taken captive to be in the king's service. That is a definitely an interruption in whatever it was they had going on in their lives that day, right? All right, let's keep going. So we're going to move on to Chapter 2. I just wanted you guys to have a little bit of an idea of just how interrupted their lives truly were. So the king at this time is Nebuchadnezzar, okay? And in Chapter 2, we see that he has a dream, okay? 
and he is really frustrated by this dream. So chapter 2, we're going to start in um, verses 5 and 6. Okay, it says, The king replied to the astrologers, This is what I have firmly decided. If you do not tell me what my dream was and interpret it, I will have you cut into pieces and your houses turned into piles of rubble. But if you tell me the dream and explain it, you will receive from me gifts and rewards and great honor. So tell me the dream and interpret it for me. Okay, so here we are. No one can interpret this dream that has him just really, really in turmoil. And old Neb gets violently angry, okay? He threatens to cut them into pieces and turn their houses into piles of rubble. So he's gone to all the um, astrologers, the wise men, everybody in his kingdom that he can to interpret this dream. Let's pick it up again, verse 12 and 13. It says, this made the king so angry. So the fact that nobody can interpret this dream, okay, is what they're talking about. It made the king so angry and furious that he ordered the execution of all the wise men of Babylon. So the decree was issued to put the wise men to death, and men were sent to look for Daniel and his friends to put them to death. All right, so here we have it. Daniel, whose life has already been drastically interrupted, right? And then life had finally somewhat settled in, okay? He was working in the king's service. He's one of the wise men, treated fairly decently, I'm sure. But here he is. He's interrupted again, this time even, like, more drastically than being dragged away and made a slave. He's actually threatened with death, and here is where our takeaway comes in today. All right, let's keep going. Chapter 2, verse 14, it says, When Arioch, the commander of the king's guard, had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon, Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact. Then verse 17, it says, Then Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Those are also the same guys that you guys might know as um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They're Israelite. Their, their Jewish names were Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were names that King Nebuchadnezzar gave them later. And we'll talk about that a little bit more next week. Um, but Let's keep going. Verse 18 says, He urged them to plead for mercy from the God of heaven concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. During the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision, and then Daniel praised the God of heaven. So right here, this is our takeaway, guys. Here's Daniel, threatened with death. He and his friends facing death, but it says, Daniel spoke to the one who came to kill him. He spoke to him with wisdom intact. And then he goes back. He returns to his house. He talks to his friends about it. He begs them to pray. And then he prays. So right here, this is our takeaway. Daniel chose prayer over panic. And, you know, it occurs to me that he must have practiced this right? To choose prayer when facing death. 
to choose prayer over panic in a moment like that, we see that prayer was just second nature to Daniel. It was already his first line of defense. And so this was um, really convicting for me. It just got me thinking, Bevan, how practiced are you in your prayer life? Is it your first line of defense? Is it second nature to you? When you face something huge, when there's a huge interruption in your day or in your life, do you choose prayer over panic? You know, how practiced are you in your prayer life? Will you choose prayer over panic? Because here's the deal. We panic when we feel hopeless. But prayer, on the other hand, prayer confirms that we have hope and that our hope is in God and his outcome, come what may. Will you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this time today. I thank you for each person on this call, and I thank you, Lord, uh, for your message in the book of Daniel that shows us even when faced with death, Daniel chose to seek you and to pray and to ask you for help, and you showed up, Lord. You revealed to him the dream of the king, and Lord, you will show up for us too. not always exactly as we expect you to, but we can take comfort in knowing that you are always there, that you always show up, that you're always with your children, fighting on our behalf. Lord, I pray that you would just give us the ability, help us find that ability, Lord, to choose prayer over panic. It's in those moments when we need you most, when we need to be the most level-headed. So, Lord, show us how to do it. Lord, I thank you for this time. And I pray that you would just use this call to speak to us and to change us, to mold us more and more into the image of your Son and to who you would have us be. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for being on this call with us today. Uh, For those of you who may not know, if you're new with us, um, there will be a playback of this call available for a week underneath the playback number. Uh, It's just one digit different than the number you called to listen to the live call. The last number is an eight, and then it's the same dialing code. The playback is good for a week until next next week's live call replaces it. And you can also find these calls on our weekly Skinny Facebook page. So if you are not already a member of that page, I encourage you to join us. All are welcome. Just search Weekly Skinny in Facebook and then add yourself there, and I will approve it. Like I said, all are welcome. Okay, so until then, uh, you can find, like I said, you can find all those calls underneath the Files tab. Um, and until our next call, we meet every Tuesday at 2 o'clock. So we will be right back here next Tuesday at 2 o'clock. Until then, I will be praying for you and yours. God bless. Bye now.